Hello, this is movingup.fm, flagship podcast of Are You Prepared? WebmixPro.com is a managed service and cloud service provider and SAAS software as a service specializing in network security and Microsoft cloud assessment, compliance management, Microsoft 365, Azure, electronics and hardware. I'm really excited. Join us every Friday with veterans, women, SMBs, startups, and creators taking next steps moving up. Talking technology and business, working to modernize and function in today's era after the pandemic. How did it change the way you do business? Hosted by Diana Emerson today. Every Tuesday, live stream, YouTube, 7.15 to 7.45 p.m. Subscribe and hit the like button. The new office takes the work out of working together. Let's talk security, authentication. We will also have case stories that we will share with you. To worry less, work easier, and work together. Let's start worry less, security and authentication. When signing in with your Microsoft account, we use the two-step verification. Signing in with your email, phone number, or Skype account. What is two-step verification? Two-step verification helps protect you by making it more difficult for someone else to sign in to your Microsoft account. It uses two different forms of identity, your password and a contact method, also known as security info. Even if someone else finds your password, they'll be stopped if they don't have access to your security info. This is also why it's important to use different passwords for all your accounts. If you turn on two-step verification, you will always need two forms of identification. This means that if you forgot your password, you need two contact methods. Or if you lose your contact method, your password alone won't get you back into your account. And it can take you 30 days to regain access. You may even lose access to the account. For that reason, it is strongly recommended that you have three pieces of security info associated with your account, just in case. What happens when you turn on two-step verification. If you turn on two-step verification, you'll get a security code to your email, phone, or authenticator app every time you sign in on a device that isn't trusted. When two-step verification is turned on, you will only have to verify your identity with security codes periodically when there might be a risk to your account security. 
what you'll need for setup. Two-step verification begins with an email address. Um, it's recommended to have two different email addresses. The one you normally use and one as a backup, just in case. A phone number or an authenticator app. When you sign in on a new device or from a new location, you'll receive a security code to enter on the sign-on page. Turn two-step verification on or off. First, go to the security page, basics page and sign in with your Microsoft account. And two, select more security options. Then under two-step verification, choose set up two-step verification to turn it on. Or choose to turn off two-step verification to turn it off. As part of setting up your account, you'll be given a QR code to scan with your device. This is one way uh, that we ensure you are in physical possession of the device you are installing the Authenticator app to. Reset your password when two-step verification is turned on. If you forget your password when you have two-step verification turned on for your account, you can reset your password as long as we have two ways to contact you, like one of the alternate contact email addresses or phone numbers that you used when you turned on two-step verification. Depending on what security info you have added to your account, this requirement might mean entering a security code from your Authenticator app and entering a security code that was emailed to your backup email account where you can't use security codes use app passwords like some apps like the mail apps on some phones or devices like the xbox 360 can't use regular security codes if you see an incorrect password error on or an app or device after you turn on your two-step verification be sure your password was correct. That means you'll need an app password for that app or device. App passwords are only available if you use two-step verification. If you don't have two-step verification turned on, you won't see the app passwords section on the additional security options page. Protecting yourself from digital threats. Your account and your campaign face serious threats to data, accounts, and devices. Knowing what to look for is your first line of defense. Let's roll. To help protect yourself, your information, your campaign from cyber com criminals and hackers, you must gain control of your information and stay in control by taking these actions. One. Use secure links instead of attaching documents. Email attachments can be forwarded to anyone or saved and redistributed. Make sure you know you can access your documents by sending a secure link from SharePoint or OneDrive instead. 
That way you can specify the permissions for that file, restricting it to your organization, to people you invite, or as read only, so it can be modified. Here's a tip. Never send documents as attachments. Send a secure link instead. Okay, two. Encrypt and use labels for sensitive or confidential emails. Help ensure that only intended recipients can view message content by encrypting important email. You can send and receive encrypted email messages between people inside and outside the organization. Office 365 message encryption works with Outlook.com, Yahoo, Gmail, and other email services. You can also use labels to identify email that contains sensitive or confidential information so that your users know not to share it. Your admin configures the labels. <clears throat> Tip. <laughs> In Outlook, choose options, permissions to set encryption and labels. Set sensitive or important email to encrypt or do not forward. Now let's cover some security threats. Threats to your data, your account, and your devices. Let's talk what is. Okay, what is malware? Malware is software that can damage your computers or network and it can possibly steal data from your from you, including personal or customer information. Okay, tip. Don't open email attachments that you're not expecting. If in doubt, speak directly to the sender. Don't click links in email that you can't verify. Hover over each link to verify the actual destination and use the browser to go directly to websites instead of clicking a link in an email. This can help avoid malicious software downloading onto your computer. Yeah, I usually hover over the, um, the sender's information or I can look at it and I can sort of like tell, mm, nah, this doesn't sound right. I mean, like, do they really have a, you know, um, their email address like this? So, you know, that's, that's something to think about. Think about it before you send or accept. Spam and viruses. Spam is email that you don't want and can flood your inbox. <sighs> Mine, I get a whole lot of, I call them spam. Usually, not, not really spam. I get a lot of info when I want to look something up on the internet and um, let's say a store, and then before I know, I'm bombarded with all their marketing and their ads and their, you know, sales. Okay, so, nah, I call that spam. But a virus is malware that targets a weakness in your business computer system and use the internet to spread itself to other systems. Tip, if you use Outlook, Report suspicious messages. Okay, I try to. It's sort of hard because I, I, I'm tap, tap, tapping and, and working and want to get to the next thing. 
So sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. If there's something that's suspicious, let's say like I got from PayPal or, um, oh God, it's, yeah, another place, but mostly PayPal. And they say, oh, um, yes, we, uh, we're going to send your merchandise out or your product out such such a time. And I'm saying, I didn't order anything. And usually I would call PayPal and I would, you know, ask, hey, listen, <laughs> I don't know what this is, okay? Please help me out here. I mean, just do not charge my account. Okay, next we have phishing and spoofing. Phishing emails look like they are from a legitimate company or someone you know. For example, an email that appears to be sent from a government agency might be asking for personal information like a password or an account number. Hmm. Phishing emails might include a spoofed email address. Ah, there it goes. For example, you know, I'm going to spell this out, okay? Because I, I I really can't pronounce the the name, but I'm gonna spell it out. Alice, this this is the phishing email, okay, address. Alice at c o n t o s o dot com. But when you examine the email address, your message came from user at c o n. T O S O one two three four C dot com. Impersonation is also a form of phishing. Your email comes from a domain or user very similar to the one that you know. For example, email from user at C O N T O S O T dot com. At first glance, it looks like it came from user at C-O-N-T-O-S-O dot com. Tip. Phishing emails often sound urgent, have spelling errors, and include requests for personal information. If an email requests information by reply or includes a link to log in to your account, ignore it. Instead, go directly to the organization's website or speak directly to the sender to verify. If you use Microsoft 365 Business or Enterprise, set up ATP, anti-phishing. Spot spoofers and impersonators by checking the full email address or speak directly with the sender you know. Malicious sites. Malicious sites host viruses and malware. Your company can be at risk if someone clicks on a link that goes to malicious sites and uh, are sent via email and included in social media posts or website advertisements. Each of these might include a valid reason for visiting the site. Ah, that's like my PayPal. Okay, um, if they say, oh, yeah, I made this purchase, and if I didn't or um, I, I want more information, then it either leaves a phone number or leaves another email address. Uh-uh. Tip. Never go to a financial or other website with critically private data by clicking a link in the email. Keep your computer secure at work. Making sure that you stay safe and secure 
when you use your computer at work is not just good for you, it's good for business. Here's how you can contribute to a safer and more secure workplace. Stay up to date. Make sure that you are receiving automatic updates from Windows Update and that you install any updates that your company requires. Keep in Windows, Microsoft Office, web browsers, and other software up to date will help protect your computer and your company. Um, I always check um, if I have uh, updates or, or that hasn't been installed. And then I set a time frame. You could set a period when you want your updates to occur. Okay, install with caution. Avoid installing any software from outside your workplace that is not approved or administered by your company. Unauthorized programs have the potential to create security vulnerabilities. Use Windows Hello for authentication. You can sign up into Windows 10 more securely using Windows Hello, facial recognition, fingerprint, or PIN. Keep strong passwords. If you must use a per password, use a strong one. A strong password is at least uh, 13 characters or more. I'd say, you know, most of them eight. Okay, but it's probably more secure with 13 characters. <laughs> That's a lot to remember. Find a place to, to make notes. Um, my son gave me a tip. Well, um, I used to write it down on a piece of paper or in a book, and then I'm hunting for that notebook, okay? Um, it, it, I put mine in OneNote. Oh, don't tell anybody, okay? And then um, I, you know, give it um, a title, and boop, that's where, one place, I know where it's at, it's on my phone. That's why you do have to keep your phone protected. Okay, um, let me see. Uh, well, okay, uh, uh, yeah, the strong password is at least 13 characters or more and contains a combination of uppercase letters, lowercase letters, numbers, and symbols. Do not reuse old passwords or passwords that you're using from other places. Okay, uh, click carefully. Be mindful of suspicious links. They can appear in email, tweets, posts, online ads, messages, or attachments, and sometimes disguise themselves as known as trusted sources. Beware of public Wi-Fi. If you connect to an unsecured Wi-Fi network with a company device, you're putting yourself and your company at risk. Find out if your company has a virtual private network called a VPN that you can access when you need to use Wi-Fi away from the office. Okay, store your data safely. If your company provides resources for storing your work, such as OneDrive for business or SharePoint, you should use that whenever possible, rather than storing work only on your local computer. By saving your files on company resources, you can be more confident that they're securely backed up and always available, even if your local device gets damaged or stolen. 
ring the alarm. If you're using your computer and notice something strange, let your company's IT department know about it. They may need to take action to identify and contain the issue. This helps ensure that your company network stays secure. If you have been victimized by a scam or your files are held by ransomware, avoid dealing with the scammers directly. Do not. Nuh -uh. that, that did happen to me. And um, they did take over my computer. But for some reason, you know, I'm a talker. <laughs> I am a talker. So, um, for some reason, I went back in, disconnected everything, went back to try to find the file that they had um, pulled up and tried to scam me with. But I, that's a long story there within itself. Okay, browse the web safely. Avoid visiting sites that offer potentially illicit content. Many of these sites install malware or the fly or offer downloads that contain malware. I, I don't download anything from anybody anymore. I just can't trust it. I went through too much, you know, trying to, you know, after being scammed or after d downloading malware, having to have it fixed. And uh, that, that could really be a pain. Okay, use a modern browser like Microsoft Edge, which can help block malicious websites and prevent malicious code from running on your computer. Be on the lookout for scams. Some scammers search social media for employment information and send emails that appear to be about work-related transactions. Be careful when responding to or acting upon unsolicited communication, whether through email, phone, or SMS. See, the FBI regularly warns about business email scams and provides contact information for complaints and reports. Avoid sharing work-related info on social media. Sharing too much detail about your work responsibilities and contact information on social media can attract scammers. They might leverage this information to send you targeted scam messages that appear legitimate. Also, before sharing any photos on social media, look closely to make sure there isn't something in the background of the photo, such as usernames or passwords, names or addresses, confidential information that shouldn't be shared publicly. Like I have um, two computers at one in one of my offices upstairs, of course, in my bedroom, because I do work from home. And um, I may be working on something on one computer and then working on something on another. Okay, um, I also, you know, between the phone and you're on one of those social media sites and then, um, you know, you do a picture, take a picture or something, you got to be aware of your background because let's say I may be on there on Instagram and I have things up on my computers in the background that could be, you know, hey, you enlarge it, see, you know, and they're, they're very smart. I mean, all those scammers, uh, I have to give them kudos. Uh, they are scammers. Okay, so you protect physical devices. 
removable drives and mobile devices, including laptops and cell phones, are easily stolen along with all the data they contain. Keep these devices safe and stored properly, especially when using them in cafes or leaving them in your car. Any device with sensitive data on it should be encrypted. Microsoft Safety Scanner. If you're still running Windows 8, then the Microsoft Safety Scanner provides full and comprehensive on-demand anti-malware scans. It offers robust offline scan and cleanup capabilities. However, it does not provide the real-time and cloud-based protection that is available with Windows security. You could go to webnixpro.com. That's W-E-B-N-I-X-P-R-O.com. Click Categories, then Shop Now. Or, if you click Products from the main page, you will then click Categories, and then Shop Now. There you will be able to get teams to work together from anywhere, but they need the right tools. Our Collaboration Configurator can help you select the solution your team needs to always stay connected. Check out our recommended products. Prevent and remove malware with Windows security. One important step toward greater workplace security is to protect your computer against malware. Windows Security, or Windows Defender Security Center in previous versions of Windows, is built in to Windows 10 and provides real-time malware detection, prevention, and removal with cloud-delivered protection. Microsoft Defender Offline. Microsoft Defender Offline runs outside of Windows to remove rootkits and other threats that hide from the Windows operating system. This tool uses a small, separate operating environment where invasive threats are unable to hide from anti-malware scanners. With Windows 10, Microsoft Defender Offline is built in to the operating system and can run from Windows security. It is provided as a separate download for previous versions of Windows. Enable multi-factor for your Microsoft 365 account if you are an IT pro or an administrator. Okay, you want to set up multi-factor authentication. But before you begin, you must be a global admin to manage that. If you have previously turned on per user MFA, you must turn it off before enabling security defaults. Turning security defaults on and off. For most organizations, security defaults offer a good level of additional sign-in security. If your subscription is new, security defaults might already be turned on for you automatically. There, you must sign in to the Microsoft 365 Admin Center. 
if you have been using baseline conditional access policies, you will be prompted to turn them off before you move to using security defaults. Use conditional access policies. If your organization has more granular sign-in security needs, conditional access policies can offer you more control. Conditional access lets you create and define policies that react to sign-in events and request additional actions before a user is granted access to an application or service. Turn off both per user MFA and security defaults before you enable conditional access policies. Conditional access is available for customers who have purchased Azure AD Premium P1 or licenses that include this, such as Microsoft 365 Business Premium and Microsoft 365 E3. Risk-based conditional access is available through Azure AD Premium P2 license or licenses that include this, such as Microsoft 365 E5. Turn on modern authentication for your organization. For most subscriptions, modern authentication is automatically turned on. But if you purchase your subscription before August 2017, it is likely that you will need to turn on modern authentication in order to get features like multi-factor authentication to work in Windows clients like Outlook. You will find this at the Microsoft 365 Admin Center. Turning on the multi-factor authentication. You will find that at the admin.microsoft.com. Check out our YouTube video.